so I voted for Kanye West. Yeah, let's get into it. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our poor parents and that leadership made them slaves. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. This is a bonus episode. We're talking uh, strictly politics on this episode and what it means for the so-called African-American community. Listen, I thank all of you guys who have uh, come here to listen to Jacob Seed Podcast, Where the Diaspora Speaks. The whole aim and purpose of this podcast is to get encouraging, thought-provoking, um, <clears throat> positive content out to the so-called african-american community who are a part of the semitic diaspora listen if you haven't if you're first time listening to this uh podcast and you haven't subscribed uh please press pause right now uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from um there's also a website jacobcpodcast.com where you can get all of our um episodes you can subscribe to our youtube channel there as well uh, messianic hebrew tv um, as well as go to our shop and buy t-shirts and um, all the other fun stuff as well so listen let's get right into this so as you uh, may have heard on the uh, intro there uh, yes i am someone who believes in early voting and i voted for kanye west why in the world would I vote for Kanye West? It makes no earthly sense, right? Or does it? So let's break down kind of, first of all, <clears throat> voting and specifically voting in the so-called African-American community. So we know historically that voting in the African-American community has not been something that was huge. So we have our people that um, experienced the civil rights movement. Um, and got that privilege to vote. And those are probably our strongest voters in our community. Um, and then we have a young correlation of uh, voters who would be considered part of the millennial generation who are enthusiastic about voting as well. But everybody in the in-between. So you were born uh, somewhere in the late 70s, early 80s uh, or the really early 90s. You're probably not that enthusiastic about voting because you have seen you have been alive long enough. Number one, um, you you probably did not sit into the sit ins. You probably were not a part of the marches. You probably did not um, physically see uh, the assassinations of, of Malcolm and Martin. And uh, you weren't a part. Maybe we're not a part of the whole Black Panther movement like you, you, your hands. You were not on the ground level. You were not boots on the ground when it came to the civil rights movement. Um, and then secondly, we've been uh, uh, if you've been born in the late 70s, early 80s, early 90s ish, you've been a long you've been alive long enough to realize that American politics has done little, if any, to really help the so-called African-American community. The only time the African-American community actually thrived is actually when government stepped back, when this people and when the people in this country stepped back and just left us alone. 
when the so-called African-American community has been left alone to its own devices, uh, things like Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Black Wall Street, um, there in the Greenwood District popped up. Uh, another Black Wall Street in Durham, North Carolina popped up. Another one in Atlanta, Georgia popped up. Another one in the Pinch District of Memphis, Tennessee popped up. Another one in the uh, Brownsville District neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois popped up. When we are literally left alone, we decide that we do not want to assimilate into the culture or the politics of this country has really been the only time, the only time that the so-called African-American community as a whole, not just a handful of us, but as a whole, was doing what uh, people in the society would call okay. So the question would be, well, Yahoo, why would you continue to vote if you know that your vote doesn't matter? Now, I will be frank with you. I was not intending to vote this year until Kanye West decided he wanted to run. I wasn't going to vote because I knew um, if unless you've been living under a rock, as I always say, there is no reason for any African-American person to vote for Donald Trump. There's just none unless he's putting money in your pocket or unless you're part of a certain tax bracket that allows you to save some money by voting on him. So if you're voting for him, it's, it's not because you like him. It's probably because uh, you like the way your tax your taxes look come January, come the end of January, right? Uh, so it's not really a vote for Donald Trump, but it's a vote for something that he, he gives, something that comes with his uh, presidency. Uh, secondly, we have this, for some reason, this mystified, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, mystified or romanticized image of Joe Biden. Like we've completely forgot that he's been in Congress for 47 years. And not one time has he ever sided with the so-called African-American community. If anything, he is responsible and by his own admission, co-wrote and drafted the, the 1990 crime bill, the crime bill in the 1990s, um, where him and Hillary Clinton were famous for calling uh, young African-Americans super predators and uh, saying Joe Biden famously saying that he didn't care why uh, they were in the condition that they were in. They just need to be put in jail uh, away from his mother, away from his wife, and away from his children. Now, in some of Joe Biden's defense, he did also in that same speech on Congress, on the floor of Congress, talk about rehabilitation and how this country is horrible at it um, and how we need to get to um, the root of the matter that our society has created such people. But still in that same speech, he called our young African-American, uh, young African-American super predators, predators, they deserve to be in jail. Um, and yes, they may deserve uh, drug rehabilitation, but that happens in jail. At the same time, why drafting um, legislation that allowed the same stuff to go on in the suburbs, but they didn't get jail time. They got counselors. They got to be um, admitted into rehab facilities. You see the difference there? How to deal with the African-American community is to throw us in jail. How to deal with the zone is to provide the best mental uh, health care, the best drug health care, uh, the best counselors, the best psychiatrists that they can find. That is the divide. So I wasn't going to vote at all, to be honest with you, because I believe that our presidents are not elected, but they are selected. Um, and I've been alive long enough to see two elections where a presidential candidate has won the popular vote, yet lost the presidency. 
So in 2000, Al Gore won the popular vote. He was not the president of the United States. In 2016, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by a landslide, by about 3,000-something votes. She did not become the president. See, ladies and gentlemen, something you have to learn about the president is that you do not vote for a president. When you go to your polls, whether you're in whatever state you're in, it doesn't matter, one of the 50 states, you do not vote for a president. Whether you're typing in Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Kanye West, whoever else is on your ballot, you're not voting for them. What you're saying is you vote for this particular person uh, for your electoral college to vote for them. That's You're telling your electoral college that this is the person you want to be president. And then that information is sent out to the electoral college. And even if that person wins the popular vote in your state, your electoral college, their job is to push forward the most popular candidate that they were given. But if they have a liberal agenda, they can and sometimes they do not uh, vote for the conservative candidate. If they have a conservative agenda, sometimes they do not vote for the liberal candidate. So the person you voted for could very well have won your state by popular vote, but yet your electoral college did not push that person forward um, as the representation of that state. So presidents are not elected. They are selected. Let's sidetrack for a quick second. In voting, I know there is a... um, There's a teaching that's going around that voting is sin. It's sinful to vote. Um, I don't know if I've heard, well, I've heard a lot of crazy stuff going around, but that's one of the craziest ones. And see, as I've always said in all of the podcasts, you cannot be a lazy Hebrew. You have to be able to study the scriptures in a way where you're grabbing the whole context of a thing. Don't just jump on one scripture or one verse because it seems like it agrees with your agenda because we are sinful people ladies and gentlemen you are not righteous the scripture says no not one there is only one that the one person that is good that is the father in heaven even Yahshua said that don't call him good only his father in heaven is good so when it comes to the scriptures more than likely it's not going to agree with your initial inclinations because we are sinful people All right. So if you find one verse that agrees with your agenda, you might need to read the whole chapter and make sure you're telling it right. So a lot of people, what they do is they go to Deuteronomy chapter 17 and they quote verse 15. It says, in that event, you must appoint as king the one whom Adonai, your God, will choose. He must be one of your kinsmen. This king you appoint over you. You are forbidden to appoint a foreigner over you who is not your kinsman. So here in Deuteronomy um, 17, 15, it says that it is forbidden. It is against Torah to have a king over you who is not your kinsman. So who is not your blood, who is not your family, who is not a Hebrew. And I agree with that. That is Torah. But the problem with this verse is that the very first three, the, the, the first three words that are in this verse says in that event. So if you are a astute Torah studier, your first question would be what? What is this event you're talking about? Verse 15 starts off in that event. What event? Well, let's let's go back up to verse 14. The context is made completely clear. If you just scroll one verse up, it says, when you have entered the land, Adonai, your God has given you, 
have taken possession of it and are living there, you may say, I want to have a king over me like all the other nations. Oh, so now I understand that it's not talking about while we're in the diaspora. It's not talking about while we're scattered to the four corners of the world, but it's specifically talking about you being in the land of Israel. And when you possess it, you're going to want a king. And while you're in that land, the king over that land has to be a Hebrew. Here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. The Most High didn't give this land of the United States to us. He gave us a land. It's called Israel. And I'm not going to get into it. That's another podcast for a whole nother day. But it's called Israel. We're not there because of the stiff-neckedness of our ancestors and because of our continual disobedience to Torah in general as a whole. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and you've, you are an obedient Torah follower and, and you know, may the, may the Most High bless you. But I'm quite sure your neighbor and somebody in your family, uh, somebody that's probably under your roof right now is not an obedient follower of Torah. And that is the reason why we cannot go back to our land. We have been banished until our people can get it together. So in that effect, Deuteronomy 17, 15 does not apply here in the United States of America. So if you choose to vote, I don't tell people to vote or not to vote. If you choose to vote and that is your that is your prerogative, uh, you vote for whomever you think is best for your situation. You do that. If you choose not to vote and for whatever reason you choose not to vote, you do that as well. I'm not I'm not going to disparage somebody because they don't vote, nor am I somebody that says, well, because you didn't vote, you don't have a voice and you can't complain about the government and society if you didn't vote. That's stupid. That's one of the stupidest arguments for not voting for, for people that do vote against people who don't vote. I've ever heard in my life. You are a human being. And you live in whatever city, whatever town, whatever county, whatever state that you live in. You, as a citizen of that place who pays your taxes, have the right to uh, voice any complaint or raise any concern that you have about your community and your neighborhood. And you continue to do that until things are right. And if things don't get right, you make them right. As a person, a citizen who lives there, according to Jeremiah 29, we ought to be seeking, and in, in, while we're in the diaspora, we ought to be seeking the welfare, the shalom of the cities where the Most High has us at the moment. So that is your, your biblical right, which trumps any other right out there to do. And now for you people who do vote, that doesn't mean you're more pious or better than anybody because you voted. Because again, especially when it comes to the president, your vote didn't really matter anyway. Because the president is selected not elected. Now, the problem is we get all hyped about this presidential vote. In two years, your local elections are coming up, and that's when most people don't show up. But here's the problem. All those people are voted in by popular vote. Those people, your mayors, your city council, your aldermen, your attorney general, your uh, local and county judges and um, uh, people who sit in the court, they directly impact your life for the good or for the bad, your sheriff and the sheriff department, your chief of police, all those people, those elections, your local elections where people are voted in by popular vote have massive implications on your life because you live in that town, you live in that city, you live in that state, you live in that county, you got to live there. So it would behoove you if you do vote, to vote for that election, to pay attention to that election, to 
look up the websites and follow the candidates in those elections to see uh, what their policies and all that stuff is about. Because if you don't, now you have a governor who does not agree with you. You have a mayor, you have an alderman, you have an attorney general who does not agree with you. And I say what we have not done so far as a collective in the African-American community is um, get, uh, uh, um, call forth an audience for these people. Call forth your community and email the candidates that are running for mayor. Email the candidates that are running for uh, Congress or state Congress or your, your, your city council, or your city alderman. And have them come to your community center and set them down and ask them questions. Show them what your community looks like, the issues that are in your community, the things that need to get done. Are there potholes? You need new streets. You need uh, gang members and drug dealers off your corners. You need a better education in your community. You need better after school programs for your youth. You need to get rid of the blight that's in your city and sit these people down and talk with them and say, if you want our vote, this is what you have to do to get it. We as African-Americans just give away our vote too easily, whether it's to the conservative or to the liberal. It doesn't make any difference. It's a shame that we're the only nation of people in this country who blindly vote for folks just because they're Democrat or just because they can give us a cut on our taxes. That's not a reason to vote for somebody. What is that candidate going to do to directly affect your life for the better that's what you should be thinking about when we're talking about voting. So I said all of that, just a quick overview of, of the importance of voting. Or if you don't vote, the, the, if, if you don't vote, the non-importance of voting, because frankly, you don't have to vote in order to make a positive impact in your community. Uh, matter of fact, you should not be voting in city council people or mayors um, to push off the work to them that you should be doing in your own community. Is there an after-school program that's needed in your community? Well, then you need to create it. Are there not enough uh, community centers in your community? Do you know a contractor? Do you know somebody? You can get in touch with somebody because when it's time for you to build that new shed, you can go find some contractors. When it's time for you to cement your backyard, you can find some contractors. So find some contractors to beautify old buildings. Uh, uh, talk to your city. See what it takes to buy up land that's just sitting there rotting away. Buy up buildings that's sitting there rotting away. And are there grants and are, is there money out there that can be had for being African-American who is trying to beautify and get rid of the blight in your community and also raise monies for after school programs for youth or to or, or to uh, better serve in your community for your education, for your roads or whatever it may be. Like you don't have to go to the polls to get that done. You can get that done as a private citizen, all right? You can get that done as a private citizen. So I say all that to say, brothers and sisters, I voted for Kanye West. Number one, I will admit that Kanye is, is a, a, a bit on the, other, on the fringe side of what most people believe. And he's on the fringe side of me. So comments like, um, if it will taken out of context, just heard in one way, comments like slavery was a choice. Um, first heard that I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But then when you look at it, I mean, you know, if you look biblically, slavery is a choice. Moses said in Deuteronomy 30 that, Hey, I have given you, I've put before you blessings and curses, life and death, choose life, follow Torah, 
so that when you go into the land to possess it, it will go well with you. We chose, our ancestors chose not to do that. And even in the diaspora, we choose not to follow Torah. That's your choice. And the, and the consequences of that choice is slavery, is kicked out of the land, is being a, a byword and a reproach no matter where we're scattered to, that our kids will be taken away from us, that our women would have uh, baldness of the hair and all kind of different kind of diseases. Our, uh, we would eat foods that would, that would, that would cause us to have uh, 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 diabetes and, and different, all kind of different bodily diseases that we have, cancers and everything else. That's a choice that we made. Now, I'm not saying that I want Kanye West to be our president, but I am, number one, I know for 100% fact that he will not be president because he, can, he is only on the ballot in 12 states. That's only 84 electoral votes. Even if he wins all 12 of those states, he's nowhere near uh, the 400 and something votes or the 300, I think it's 295, 295 electoral votes you need to actually become president. Um, but it would be interesting if he did win all 12 of those states, which I don't think he will, um, how that would impact the actual overall um, the overall campaigns, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But anyway, I say I voted, I voted for Kanye West. I really did. It's not a game. It's not clickbait. I really voted for him. Um, number one, I know he wasn't going to win. So why would you vote for somebody who you know does not win? Because when I looked at his website, which is for whatever reason is not up right now, but you can uh, see all of his um, policies on Wikipedia. If you go for Kanye 2020 Wikipedia or something like that, you could read those. I aligned more closely with his policies than any of the other two candidates policies. Number one, um, number two, I personally, I can't make this scripture, but I personally agree with Deuteronomy 17, 15, where it says that you should not be voting for someone who is not your kinsman, whether you're in Israel or not. I understand that. I understand the context. I understand that it's talking about Israel. But as for me personally, see, I'm not going to make a personal preference into a theological doctrine as some of us do in this awakening. So I'm, I'm prefacing, as Paul would say, it's me speaking and not Torah. I'm not voting for anybody who's not for my people. And if you've been alive, at least for the last 10 years, you understand that someone especially like Donald Trump is not for us whatsoever. I don't care about him passing criminal reform stuff. I don't care about the, 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 the unemployment rate being down under him. Listen, he can talk about uh, policies that he's done that may tweak um, uh, some things in our society. So, yes, maybe the unemployment rate's down. Yes, maybe there's less people in prison under him. But our quality of life is not so good under Donald Trump. Why? Because he incites racist riots. He inflicts fear in the white folks who are already afraid of us for no reason whatsoever. Um, and he consistently tweets and retweets people of, of far right ring racist militia groups. And he, one of them, he actually called out during his campaign, the proud boys. So it's crazy as, a, as an African-American to vote for this man, not because you're voting Republican. That has nothing to do Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, whatever. None of these political parties are for you. So if you understand that going in, hey, that's fine. You do you. But none of these political parties were built for you. 
Because when all of them were built, you were either in change or you were disenfranchised and at an unequal status with everybody else in this country. So those political parties were never built for you, black man, for you, black woman, for you, black girl, for you, black boy. They ain't built for you. They're built for the elites of this country. Don't get it twisted. These campaigns are not chugging along because of your five, six dollar contributions. They're chugging along because of the millions of dollars, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that these think tanks and uh, political lobbyists put in the pockets of these campaigns. Those are the people that these presidents are running for, not for you. All right. And that's clear evident with uh, our first so-called African-American president, Barack Obama, who did everything he could in his power to make sure that gay people had rights, everything he could in his power to make sure he passed his health care bill. But he didn't fight that hard for the people that looked just like him, the people that looked like his wife and his daughters. He didn't fight that hard for them. And I don't care what you say. You can pull up, and I've pulled it up myself. I did a whole podcast about all the things that he tried to do for the African-American community and was blocked by Congress. It's about 200-something of them. It's a lot of them. But guess what? He tried to get, the, he, he tried to get uh, 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 gay rights passed, and Congress blocked. Guess what? He went around. Congress got it done. He tried to get the Affordable Care Act done. Congress blocked it. Guess what? He went around them and got it done. So don't tell me what he can and can't do. He didn't try. And guess who his vice president was? Good old Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe Biden. So Trump definitely ain't for you. But these are the people who are still on the fence about Joe Biden. I'm letting you know now that he's not for you either. So the best thing that we can do as a people, as a community, is not rush out to the polls and vote, but to stand up and advocate for your own neighborhood within your city to your local politicians. And to do some things about pick up the trash around your city. Very simple things that we can do to make our uh, to make our neighborhoods look better and to just build that aura of of encouragement and positivity in your city. You can combat the evil. You can be the light in a dark place. You don't have to vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump to do that for you. You can do that as a private citizen. That's why I voted for Kanye West, because my vote for Kanye West lets everybody know that I am not uh, going to I'm, I'm not going to tap dance for Republicans and I ain't out there twerking for them Democrats. I'm an independent thinker, independent man. It's funny because I, I told an older woman who's probably uh, if she didn't march in the in the civil rights era, she was definitely around during that time and can remember it. Uh, I told her she asked me who I voted for. Why she asked me that? That's always a, a question of contention, but I don't mind answering. People ask me what I vote, who I voted for, or how much money I make. I don't really care. I tell people, it doesn't matter to me. So I told her Kanye West. Oh man, she got indignant. She was extremely upset. Oh, I can't believe you did that. Oh, why, why, why would you do that? She said, "You you just cast a vote for Donald Trump." So clearly, she's a Biden Biden supporter, and I kindly and respectfully let her know that hey i didn't cast no vote for donald trump i casted a vote for kanye west it's funny because the same people that go for donald trump tell me i cast a vote for joe biden and they're upset about it but the truth of the matter is i cast a vote for kanye west and i told her the reason i did it is because kanye west is the only person on the ballot that looks like me and that talks like me may not think like me all the time but is going to do some things that 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 i believe he would do some things because he's already done it in his home city of, of Chicago, um, he paid off uh, uh, George Floyd's uh, um, uh, funeral and his, his daughter's tuition and 
you know, marching the streets. I don't exactly agree with Black Lives Matter and their agenda. Uh, but he was he he not just marched. He put his money where his mouth is and all that good stuff. And my thing to her was both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are the same person. Oh, and she got that made her even. She's a fair skinned lady and made her even red. She was red boy. And she, why would you say that? How can you say that? Donald Trump is a racist. I said Joe Biden is too. <laughs> and that, that just sent her off. Uh, but I reminded her in 47 years of Congress, Joe Biden has done nothing for the African-American community. Um, and although people's opinions about other nations do evolve, I don't believe that Joe Biden's has. I believe he hides behind the whole Ob I ran for Obama type thing to get your black vote. He even told you that if you didn't vote for him, you wasn't black. So he's telling you this old white man is telling you what blackness looks like. Donald Trump said the same thing when he was voting. He said, hey, you might as well vote for me, black folks. Uh, uh, how worse can it get for you? So, listen, these politicians are not for you. That's why I voted for Kanye West, because in conversation, uh, the pettiness inside of me wanted to provide a alternate answer to what we see in, as African-Americans as politics in this country. We need to start rallying around our own. If you're going to vote for your own or as a private citizen, uh, build up your own so that we can have our own. So that's why I voted uh, for Kanye West. And it's funny. And I'll say this. When I went to uh, when I went to the polls, this 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 uh, Caucasian woman's walking out. And I don't I don't know what her her husband asked her to prompt this answer. But her answer to whatever the question was, was, you know, I, uh, you know, I really I stood there and I thought about it. and I prayed over the vote and. You know, I just did it. And I, 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 th I think the Lord is proud of me. Hey, listen, I can tell you one thing. He can care less about who you voting for. He cares more about your obedience to that Torah. I don't care what color you look like than who you're voting for. Because at the end of the day, the most high is sovereign. So who, wherever you listening to this at, whether you have a president, a prime minister, or a monarchy, or you're living in a totalitarian government or a republic, whatever it may be, the person who is leading your country is there because the Most High allows it. He is sovereign overall. He was, and, and I know I know these white evangelicals out here want to tout that now since they're candidates in office. But guess what? He was sovereign under. He was sovereign over Obama too. He's going to be sovereign over the next president, the next president, and the next president after that because he runs things, not us. So before I end this podcast, obviously, if you're not, if you, it's not obvious by now, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump or. Uh, Joe Biden. But uh, based on the people that I think are listening to this podcast, I want to play a few clips that remind us or put in perspective of who Joe Biden is, because I believe that at least about 80 percent of people who look like me, who are so-called African-Americans, are probably going to just blindly vote for Joe Biden because they believe that he is um, the right candidate for them. But but let me play a couple clips to remind us of uh, who Joe Biden is. This first clip is from a voter in Texas talking about Joe Biden. Listen to what he has to say. Yeah, he's Uncle Joe. Everybody likes their fluffy uncle. But he's Barack Obama's friend. He's got the cool black friend. Right? That's all it is. Joe has a terrible history in the black community. And everybody just loves him because he's the fluffy old guy. He has given us no policies. And I like Joe Biden. But he's just not... Like I do like Joe Biden as a vice president. 
So <laughs> this brother's like, listen, uh, y'all just like Joe Biden because he ran with Barack Obama. That's why you like him. There's no other reason why the black people like him. He's given us no policies. And historically, he has been horrible to this community. Uh, he said, I like him as a vice president, meaning I like him out of the way, not doing nothing, not impacting my life whatsoever. Uh, so that's one clip. The second clip is from uh, Senator Cory Booker back when it was like 50 different you know, Democrats running for the Democratic nominee. Um, and he said something directly to uh, former Vice President Joe Biden that was key and that I want you guys to listen and that I want you to understand as well. Uh, so let me uh, let me pull up this clip real quick of Senator Cory Booker in his debate against uh, Joe Biden. Listen closely. To this issue of, of black voters, I, I have a lifetime of experience with black voters. I've been one since I was 18. Um, nobody on this stage should need a focus group to hear from African-American voters. Uh, black voters are pissed off and they're worried. They're pissed off because the only time our issues seem to be really paid attention to by politicians is when people are looking for their vote. And they're worried because the Democratic Party, we don't want to see people miss this opportunity and lose because we are nominating someone that doesn't, isn't trusted, doesn't have authentic connection. And so that's what's on the ballot. And issues do matter. I, I have a lot of respect uh, for, for the vice president. He is sworn. So that's, uh, that's uh, Senator Cory Booker. He said that, number one, that it doesn't seem that African-American communities matter until these uh, politicians, which he is one of them. Uh, but I will say that he still he still lives in Newark, New Jersey, one of the roughest uh, communities uh, in America. He's never left the neighborhood in which he grew up in, which was not this ritzy, um, rich neighborhood, but a regular, you know, black neighborhood. He's never left it. So, I mean, kudos to him. Uh, but I will say that he said that the issue of the black community when it comes to politics never matters until it's time to run for president. until It's time to run for mayor. They don't care about you. You're invisible. That's very true. Um, he also said, he also said something that was uh, poignant about Joe Biden. He said that he is not authentic and he does not have real relationships with the black community. I want y'all to remember that. He is not authentic. And he does not have re real relationships with the black community. Because this man is friends with Barack Obama does not mean that, that he knows what's going on with mom and him. Because what's going on with mom and him the Obamas ain't got them same problems. They live in a whole nother different tax bracket. So we as a people, if you want to go out to the polls, man, go out to the polls, vote, do what you do, but know that your vote will not change your neighborhood. I want you after this podcast to go out, go to your walk outside your door, look to your left and look to your right. And you ask me what has changed, what has changed in the last 12 years. So from Obama being president all the way up until the time you listen to this podcast and, and Donald Trump is president. What has changed in your neighborhood? Outside of gentrification and all that, because that could be good or bad, depending on where you live. What has changed? And, and overwhelmingly, the answer is going to be absolutely nothing. But why not? You have to look in the mirror and ask that question. Because we as private citizens can do more for our own community than these public politicians can do. If you see there's a need in your community, go meet that need. 
If there's a struggling uh, body of youth who can't uh, understand math or, or getting bad grades or dropping out, create an after-school program. Get some, get some volunteer tutors from your local, um, your local university or community college. Come help these kids out. Or if you are an educator, you can do that yourself. If you see that there are, are young people on the corner selling drugs or whatnot, gangbanging, I'm not saying to put yourself in harm's way, but if you have an authentic relationship with these people, man, go talk to them. Let them know that there's a better way. Crack open that book that we call the Bible. Show them in the Torah where their God looks just like them. Show them in the Basorah, the, 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 the Gospels, where their Messiah looks just like them, where the ancient people of the scriptures, who's everybody's trying to mimic, looks just like them. That there is a better way. There is a better way to live. There's a better way to be. And you don't have to go to the polls to do that. You don't have to go to the polls to get encouraging and positive uh, 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 vibes and, and, and programs and things out to your community. You can do that by slipping on your sneakers, walking out your front door, picking up trash, talking to your neighbors, and building authentic relationships with the people right there in your community and, and finding the needs and then finding ways to connect those needs or resources so those needs can be met. So ladies and gentlemen, did I vote for Kanye West? Now you bet your bottom dollar I did. Because like I said before, I'm not about to be tap dancing for these Republicans, nor I'm about to be twerking for these Democrats. I'm a free thinker. And I'm a person that looks out into my community. I try to find the need and I try to connect some resources to that need so those needs can be met. I try to use the talent that the Most High has given me in order to infuse something in somebody else. You do the same. Did he give you a talent for community organizing? You do that. He give you a talent to teach? Well, you do that. To give you a talent to connect with others and to get things done in your community. If he did, guess what? You need to do that. Let's quit voting these politicians in to do the job that the Most High has told us to do for our own people. Be about your own. Build your own. Support your own so we can have our own. Listen, I love y'all as always. Keep it 98.2. Share the truth. Seek the truth. Share the truth. Inform others. Shalom, brothers and sisters.